Hey guys, welcome to Feed the Wolf podcast. If this is your first time listening, this podcast is about all things mindset and giving you the tools to help you live your best life. We've talked a lot so far about mindset in general and how it leads us to live a life that isn't optimal. Today's episode is specifically about how mindset can affect athletic performance, not only in competition, but also in our day-to-day training sessions. Hey guys, it's Miranda. Welcome back to the Feed the Wolf podcast. So this podcast is essentially about all things mindset, right? So anything that's going to help you lead your best life and become the best version of yourself in order to live that life. And that has a lot to do with mindset. We've talked about fear. We've talked about the comfort zone, mindset in general. But today, what I really wanted to dive deep into is how mindset affects athletic performance, which is kind of the whole reason I got into mindset work in general. I took a, it's called MRCC, Mindset RX coaching certification course. And that is kind of what brought me to mindset in the first place was seeing it in the CrossFit gym for me, just the way people talked about themselves or talked about their workouts. And, you know, I've given the example in the past of coming up to the whiteboard and giving a score and being like, but I scaled it or, but I did push-ups on my knees kind of thing. I mean, that's the the surface level side that we see of mindset at work within workouts and CrossFit And there's a lot of deeper level that it can go to there as well and conversations we have and things that we don't even realize we're saying out loud. But the main reason this kind of came up for me as of late was through the fittest experience competition. So a couple weeks back, Robert, my boyfriend and I went to Austin, Texas to compete with his stepbrother, Justin, and his girlfriend, Audrey. So essentially a team of four here at the fittest experience competition and um for me it was my first bigger competition i've done a couple local ones back home in wisconsin but this is my first texas one my first one on a team i've done an individual competition before i've also done a couple partner comps but this is my first time doing team as well as my first time doing something bigger than just a local competition of you know maybe 20 or 30 people in a division And so it was something I was a little bit nervous about, but also really excited for. Um, But really the reason that this came up as well as as far as mindset affecting performance was hearing somebody say out loud to their self all the things they were experiencing in their head. So let me just kind of lay out the situation for you. So It was actually event number one, which was a complex of deadlifts, hand cleans, shoulder to overhead. Not really important, but essentially how they kind of prepare you to take on the workout is you warm up on your own. You're supposed to warm up at a specific time and then they bring you down into like these little lanes. And for the first event, they actually separated the females and male partners. So the females were on one side of the arena the men were on the other side and so it was just me and my partner Audrey who I didn't know very well at the time but we did get to know each other pretty well over the weekend which was cool I mean when you spend some time with people and you're kind of in that vulnerable state of of competing together and putting yourself out there you get to know someone decently well so that was cool and a great way to connect 
but so we're sitting in these lanes after we warmed up they you know assign you okay whatever team you're going to be in lane number eight and so we're waiting to take the stage essentially for the competition and so I'm standing there with Audrey there's you know teams all around us one on some on my right some on my left and this woman who was on another team I could just hear her talking out loud whether it was to herself or it kind of seemed like it was you know most likely to her partner but she was saying all these things she's like I'm so sorry guys I hope I don't hold you back I've never really done anything like this before I didn't practice this lift enough I'm so nervous you know I, I just really hope I don't hold you guys back I'm so sorry like all of these things and she was already apologizing and already having this belief in herself as to how she was going to perform and the other interesting part was that her teammate I shouldn't be laughing but her teammate didn't say anything back like there was no reassurance literally it was silence after she said all of this which I'm sure people you know you never know what to say what's the right thing what's the wrong thing whatever but the interesting part to me was that she was actually saying all of this out loud. You know, for most of us, this typically lives in between the ears. You know, we don't usually verbalize it out loud. And for her, she was. And so that's kind of what brought about the idea of what I wanted to talk about today is how things like that or how having that negative mindset can affect your athletic performance. Now, I can't say from personal experience if that did affect her particular athletic performance, I was obviously competing alongside of her. So I wasn't really worried about anyone else other than myself and what I was doing. So I can't really speak to the fact of whether this particular situation and her verbalizing those thoughts did in fact affect her performance and that she, you know, maybe didn't do very well. I also don't know her as a person and what her doing well means. Cause again, that that's a relative term. But I know for a fact that I have dealt with this a lot on my own. So like for me, anytime I would see a workout, whether it was in competition or not, that had ring muscle ups in it, I knew that that was going to be negative. I knew that was going to not go well for me. That was not a movement that I felt confident in. It's not something that I felt I've practiced enough or I'm good enough at and so even if it was just a random workout that I had for that day, I could kind of experience this negative mindset myself or even just not doing a workout to the best of my ability that I felt that day, you know, getting down on myself or saying, hey, this isn't going to go well. It has ring muscle ups in it or it has deadlifts in it. Your back is going to blow up. Um, anything like that, anything that I don't feel super confident in kind of shows up in my training as well as I think it's extremely heightened when you're in a competition setting because especially if you're on a team uh like like she was saying you have that fear of holding others back or that your best performance isn't going to be enough for them you know there's all these things you go through in your head but really the point I'm getting at here is it comes down to the belief so the fact that she's verbalizing these things out loud or, you know, maybe for us it's saying it in our heads before we tackle the workout, but it's all coming down to the belief that that is what is going to happen. 
which if you remember, if it's a belief, that means that we can change it. And that's the most important thing. And the biggest takeaway here is that we know being in this state or this mental state or this mindset or whatever kind of word you want to put around it, this is going to have consequences. I mean, not only in your physical body does it manifest as like maybe you become super shaky, which ultimately is not going to be optimal if you're trying to perform your absolute best. You don't want to be shaking, literally trembling when you're grabbing that bar, or trying to do toes to bar or pull ups or something like that. It's it's frantic. It's not a state that you want to be in and it's not going to set the stage of what you want to do. So it's the mental game that counts, right? Whether this is within sport, competition, or business, or even your life, your job, the mind controls the body, okay? So you kind of have to think about your brain as like a computer system. And if you think of your brain as a computer system, then your software would be your belief system, okay? Which, like I said, it all comes down to the belief of how you're going to perform or not. So ultimately, you could be this extremely gifted individual who's super fit in the best shape of your life. But if the way that your mind is functioning is not optimal to counter that, you're never going to realize your physical potential. You're not going to be able to perform at your best in the gym and honestly, outside the gym either. I mean, today we are focusing on the gym. So where do we start, right? The starting place is always to become conscious of your own thoughts. So for most of us, we kind of go through the day and we're thinking all day long. That's what the mind kind of does. We're just thinking, thinking, thinking all the time. But think now for an athlete going into a competition, if I believe about myself what that woman was believing about herself before stepping onto the competition floor of I'm not good enough. I'm not as good as these other people. I, my best is not going to be good enough. That is something that I'm going to be carrying with me all the time. This not good enoughness or not being adequate. And there's certain thoughts that I'm going to have of like, I need to play really well to do really well, or I need to perform this workout really well to do really well in life. And that, so again, that belief system is what you hold true is, or what you hold true to yourself is what's going to lead to a certain way of thinking, which ultimately leads to a certain way of acting. So if you think of people who you look at as successful or who someone who constantly wins, think of the person in the gym who you're like, oh, she's got it. He or she's got it all together. They never fail. They always get PRs. They always seem like they're making progress. They win all the time because they want to win. They want to win, right? Like they want it bad enough when in reality, that's not true at all. It's these people that we look to that are succeeding and doing so well and performing so well in this athletic state is because they don't actually think about winning. They don't think about it at all. They simply believe that they're going to do well. They believe in themselves. So in other words, if I'm going to quote unquote win the game or I'm going to win that workout, if we're talking about CrossFit, then why would I even think about winning the game? 
right? If there's some uncertainty as to how I'm going to do it, am I going to win or not? If you ask yourself that, then you're only spending time thinking about that. So again, it comes down to your belief system, right? So how do we work on changing that belief system? We've talked a lot on this podcast in the past about tools that you can use to work on this outside of the gym so that you're, you know, journaling, reading, working on yourself, which is huge. Ideally, you that's what you want. You want to work on this general mindset first. You want to focus on your self-growth within yourself first and then kind of get a little bit more specific into the mentality in the gym. Now, with that being said, there is some specific mindset training that can be done in the gym that I think is extremely beneficial, not only for competition, but for those who are obviously just wanting to perform their best in the workout on any given day. And so these are tools that I have practiced myself and I have found them to be extremely valuable and they're very simple, simple things that you can start incorporating in your day-to-day gym etiquette. So the first one here is actually before the gym. So it's kind of like a pre, I call it pre-arrival. So essentially what we're looking at here is to put your outside life aside So now kind of changing that view of the gym and viewing it as a sanctuary, reminding yourself that the gym or training in general is a privilege. So changing that belief or that view that it's not something that you have to do, it's something you get to do and something that is going to help you be a better version of yourself because ultimately I believe training helps build character. You know, when you're going through that grueling workout and you say to yourself whether you realize it or not you're talking to yourself in your head the whole time and when you every day say I can do this one more rep you're building character that's why we put kids in sports in the first place so that's the first step is kind of putting outside or putting away your outside life on your way to the gym reminding yourself it's a sanctuary it's a privilege to train and create presence so one way to kind of do this is actually like on your route to the gym maybe you're coming from work maybe you're coming from home whatever it is have a landmark that you pass where you kind of just snap to so for me when I'm heading to the gym I'm almost always coming from home And I know once I turn on a specific street, so for me, it's Venice Street. Once I turn kind of away from my apartments, heading towards the direction of the gym, that's where I snap into it. I put my phone down. Nobody should be texting and driving anyways, (laughs) but I see that a lot here in Houston. So, but for me, I put my phone down. I kind of think about what my training is going to be for that day. Most of us in CrossFit know the workout ahead of time. And if not, that's okay too. Just remind yourself, okay, I'm going to train today. I'm going to do my best. It is a privilege. But I think a big help there is having that physical landmark that you pass. Maybe it's a fire hydrant. Maybe it's a street. Maybe it's a stop sign. Maybe it's when you take the exit off the interstate. But have something, some sort of landmark that reminds you like, okay, I'm in gym mode. Whether it's even taking off that work hat 
and putting on your gym hat and kind of separating those two versions of yourself, I think is a great, great tool to use before you even get to the gym. Another one kind of this, these kind of get into next, these next few steps here are going to be while you're actually training. And the second one I have here is visualization. Now, when I talk about this, this mostly comes best used in competition setting. But again, it can be used when you're training as well. So visualization is something that I believe we should be using in and outside of the gym when you're journaling and working on that self-growth or that general mindset that I was talking about before getting into the specific training mindset, when you're working on that general general mindset, you should have visualization. That should be part of your repertoire of skills that you're putting to use on yourself, whether it's journaling about the vision you have for the future but everyone should have some sort of vision that is pulling them forward. Otherwise, we're always going to be, you know, stuck in the present. So visualization or even meditation is something that I 100% believe in when you're working on general mindset and working on yourself as a whole. But when we're talking specifically about training, we're talking about imagining the perfect execution. Okay, so for me, I've kind of already talked about the ring muscle up example but so say say that final workout of the fittest experience competition had ring muscle ups in it it didn't thank god i was very happy it was bar muscle ups instead but if it was i would definitely want to call upon my my toolbox and bring out this tool of visual, visualization and imagine the perfect execution first so i always say best scenario first so let's take ring muscle ups I would visualize myself at the top of the rings and how I would get up there. You know, it'd be beautiful. I would have my feet together, perfect hollow body position, pointing those toes, using my hips to just float to the top of the rings and easily push out of the top with arms extended on the top, just floating up in the air and coming right back down and easily kipping myself into that next rep. So I'd spend some time imagining that perfect execution and then what some people may not have heard of or haven't tried themselves is actually doing imagination work or visualization on what could go wrong and then visually fixing it in your brain so say I did my first I already did my visualization I imagined that perfect execution of the ring muscle up but now I would spend some time going through what could possibly go wrong. Maybe I miss my first rep. I go up there. It's the final events of the competition. We made it to the finals. I miss my first rep. When you practice visualizing these scenarios of things that could go wrong and fixing them, it makes you feel a little bit more control and allows you to not freak out in that moment because you've already done the work. You've already visualized this scenario. So you kind of already know how to tackle it. So maybe I envision missing that first rep and then dropping down from the rings, shaking it out, taking a deep breath and giving it another shot and visualize getting it that second time. Or maybe I visualize, okay, I kip up there, but it feels super uneasy. Maybe I kind of chicken wing my left arm but I visualize fixing it on the next one. Okay, Miranda, you know, pull fast, use those hips, 
quick cue to myself right back up and it's it's easy again there. So the second step is visualization. The last step, or I'm sorry, the third step would be pre-lift. So this one obviously applies only to when we're lifting a barbell, but I guess you could view it in different ways as well, maybe like a wall ball or something like that. But usually we're talking barbell when we're talking lift. Um, but again, visualization comes in with this one as well as imagining that perfect lift as you walk to the bar. But the big thing here is creating a step-by-step setup or step-by-step routine that's the same every single time. So for me, let's say I'm going for a one rep max snatch, right? I approach the bar every time, no matter what, if it's, you know, only a lightweight on the bar for me, or if it's a, you know, going for that one rep max or going for a PR, a weight I've never lifted before. I want to approach the bar the exact same way and have that routine. So for me, I always step up. I put my left foot first, followed by my right. And then I do the same thing with my hands. So I wrap my left hand around the bar, my right hand around the bar, hook grip, of course. (laughs) And then I do kind of a funky little thing where I kind of jerk on the bar a little bit, or I rotate my knuckles to the floor, rotate my knuckles to the floor. I do that three times. And then I say a cue to myself, which usually if it's an Olympic lift, something like snatching or cleaning or something like that, I'll say up and back. I say this in my head and then I go and I do my lift. So having that step-by-step set up and say, having one cue in your, your, you know, your go-to cue that you say to yourself before you go um, is something that I've found that works really well for me, establishing that routine. I mean, we're humans. We do really well in routine. And having that again, it kind of just makes you feel settled when you know you have something to go to and you've kind of already done it before. It's not as scary when you're like, oh man, this is a one rep max PR kind of thing. The last tool that I, I think it's actually my favorite tool. It's a little silly, but it's called a mental reset button. So this is a way to kind of regain your focus when you possibly are feeling distracted in the gym or things aren't going well and you're kind of feeling a little bit down on yourself. The mental reset button is a way to regain your focus. So It is what it sounds like. It's physically touching a quote-unquote button on yourself to reset your mental state and bring your presence back to what you're doing. So for me, mine's on the left side of my head, so kind of think, you know, temple area. And all I do is if I feel like maybe I'm distracted, so it could even be, you know, I'm doing a strength day, I'm resting in between my sets, And I find myself thinking about all the crap I got to get done today and I'm just being distracted. I'll use my mental reset button. Quick touch, left side of my head. Okay, Miranda, check it in. Where are you right now? Right now we are training right now. We're doing row intervals or whatever it is that we're doing. Um, Like I said too, it doesn't have to just be distraction. It could be when you find yourself mentally shifting into that negative mindset or that belief system that, oh, you suck at this or I'm not ever going to be good enough, when those kind of thoughts start creeping about in our minds, having that mental reset button, especially if you're a physical person already, can be something that really just brings that awareness back to the present moment 
and also can just remind yourself that again it, it is a a privilege to train you know minimizing those distractions clearing the fogs clearing the fog and having that reset button to kind of just recenter is huge and this comes back to too like get rid of those distractions on your pre-arrival get rid of the phone you shouldn't be checking your phone turn it off let it die leave it at home leave it in your car when you're coming to the gym to train um you know that should not be a distraction that doesn't need to be with you okay I mean, again, I know some of us out there have to have it just in case of emergencies. You have kids. I understand that. But the the more that we can minimize distractions, the better we can clear the fog and be in that present moment. Again, establish that routine. It's natural to find comfort in routine and pattern for humans. Find what fits your lifestyle. So if that's coming to the class at the same time every day, all of these things can can help us out if you're signing up for a competition sometimes practicing beforehand can help people practicing what you do or at least having that routine then that pre-lift that you've been practicing to go to is something that I think can really help us perform at our best athletically whether it's in competition or in just our day-to-day wad so using these tools is great right? This is something that we can use, we can work on. But I think CrossFit is a little bit tough in that it's weird. It's a weird sport. You kind of have to be good at everything, which is why I always say that we need a mindset system when we're looking at CrossFit workouts, because each different, your each workout is different in CrossFit, right? Constantly varied. That's why we love it. That was one of the reasons I loved CrossFit in the beginning because the workouts were different every day. So I didn't feel like I was bored. But so because of that constant variation, we need a mindset system in place and we need a different approach to every workout. We need to be able to adapt mentally or having a mental approach to training the same way that we adapt to power output or adapt to our physical training. And this takes work, which is why we need to put these steps into place, the pre-arrival routine, the visualization, the pre-lift visualization, the mental reset button, all of those things. But another important tool, I think specific to CrossFit, like I said, is having that mindset system and attacking each workout differently. For example, you're not in training. You're not going to attack a marathon with a mentality of like, okay, let's get this thing done. It's not going to be that laid back. But it's also not going to be a mentality of like, okay, one down. I only have 26 or 25 miles to go. You need to be able to modulate your assertiveness and aggressiveness of your mindset in order to dictate your outcome. Same thing with like a CrossFit sandbag workout. It wouldn't be just a casual like, let's get thing, do- let's get this thing done. You know, if you're going to go do Fran 21, 15, 9 thrusters and pull-ups, you're not just going to be like, okay, like let's get this done, 21 down. Now I only have the 15s. Like you need to attack that workout. That's a workout where you want to be a little bit more assertive and aggressive with your mindset. So being able to kind of go through and categorize each workout 
or placing it in a category before you take it on as to what kind of mindset you should have when taking it on is something that I think can help us in the day-to-day workouts and performing our best in those. Because if if we attack the workout the same, we we just can't. We can't attack them all the same. Like I said, the marathon with the sandbag, you're not going to have the same thing there. So when it comes to competition, the biggest thing I think we need to remember, yes, it's amazing to have all these tools in your toolbox to use. It's great that you're working on your general mindset beforehand and having that base to kind of build off of. But ultimately, number one, again, it comes down to that belief system and constantly putting in the work to change those beliefs is what gives you the power, okay? But another big factor, and this comes into play with any competition, control what you can, okay? I always say control the controllables. That's one of my favorite sayings because for me, I'm a type A personality. If you know anything about the Enneagram, I'm a number one. And so control for me is huge. Anytime I feel out of control, I feel panic. I feel anxiety. And I just want to get that control back. But when you're in competition, control what you can, which is literally only your particular effort. And that's the same thing within the gym. You can only control the effort that you give that day. So if you're, say I'm in competition, especially this last one, we have, I had three other teammates. I cannot control their mindset. I can't control what they say. I did have some teammates who had a little bit of insecurity as well and some mindset work that could be done, but like, I can't control that. I can try to help them, but I can't control it. I can't control the judges or the event. You know, sometimes weather comes up and the event changes and maybe now all of a sudden it's a workout that you know nothing about or you haven't practiced before we did have a situation with a judge where there was a lot of confusion going on but I can't control that judge all we can control at the end of the day is ourselves and our particular effort so whether that's in a big competition or it's just in your day-to-day workout Give your best effort for that day. And that's literally all anyone you or you can ask of your own self. Okay. And remember, enjoy the experience. Like it's cliche. I know it. I say it too much, but enjoy the journey. Enjoy the process and the experience and welcome the challenge. Embrace the hardship of competition. It's not always about the end goal or the end result of getting first place or getting that PR. It really is about the process and the experience and having fun doing it. And if you're in CrossFit class, just meeting the people and connecting with people and learning and growing from them and doing it alongside of each other. This training and competing, this this is a privilege. And it's an opportunity to, again, work on yourself and your character. So those are my thoughts, guys, on mindset and athletic performance. And it always comes back to that, of course, this flows and feeds into your life, whether it's within work, relationships, anything, all comes back to your belief system and your mindset. 
But very specifically, when we're looking at training or competition, we need a specific mindset system and tools to use when we are in the gym. And I think that these will be extremely beneficial if you start implementing them. So please feel free, if you do, to reach out, comment on this, send me a message on Instagram. My name is Miranda Panda Fit. Or find us on Facebook, Black Wolf CrossFit. Um, I'd love to hear if you use these in competition or if you start using these tools in training. I'd love to hear about how it goes for you um, or any other questions you may have around the subject. But thank you very much for tuning in. And we will see you next time. Have a great rest of your day.